Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Real Collective Podcast, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. I'm Brendan McKeegan. With me, as always, is Sean Tassé. Sean, how are you, my friend? I wish I was better at improv for an intro comment like that. Um, overall, yes, and yes, and that's that's the improv that I need to know. Um, yeah, those guys are funny, just like you. Overall, I'm doing well. Happy that uh, you know the sun is out. It's getting warmer and warmer. We're experiencing some definite changes, and it's uh, you can you can feel it across the board. Uh, you know, the spring market is here. It's in full swing. And um, yeah, man, I thought I thought we'd talk a little bit today about you know what's going on in in the market. How about you? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, working a little bit like crazy every day. And, uh, of course that's when it lines up when I have some shows and, uh, I did the telltale realtor sign of telling everybody I was going to take a week off and having everybody come out of the woodwork all at once. So <laughs> if you're a realtor and you're not busy, tell someone you're going on vacation and, uh, the people come out. Um, so yeah, I thought we would talk about the market and before we do talk about that, I thought you were going to jump in because uh, you did one of those. You did the handout, but people can't see that on the podcast if you're listening. Yes. Speaking of which, if you are just listening to it, uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, please like, subscribe, and share the channel. And you can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are sold slash black marketed. Um, <laughs> Yo, you got the bootleg of the Real Collective Podcast? <laughs> Yeah, I got it off LimeWire yesterday. I downloaded it from, uh, oh, shoot, I can't think of the name. Napster? There it is. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah, but LimeWire was like all files. LimeWire is like where you got like Microsoft Office and stuff. <laughs> not like, not me, not me. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. But like, you don't I'm, have an eye patch. Yeah, exactly. ER, the pirate bay.org. Uh... You know all the sites. <laughs> Man, I, I was a broke comedian for a long time. All <laughs> going back to two cows. Yeah. Oh wow, two cows. There's a there's a good one. Last from the past. Anyway. <laughs> speaking of transitioning things, uh if I just say that, speaking of, yeah, we're not speaking of it, it's okay to just jump subjects. Uh we're talking about the market. It's currently mid-May 2023, and uh we're seeing a lot of things. We're seeing a lot of things, even from i would say the start of the month i think um depending on what your price point is and what the type of home is so let's say you're looking for uh the like a town home like a nice town home with maybe a little bit of space those are going a lot quicker now they're not staying in the market if they're priced accordingly so if that's kind of what you're looking for you got to be ready to just go and jump on it because even if it's not holding offers a lot of them are only lasting a day because I think realtors are kind of clicking now and sort of getting a vibe for what the market is and uh, putting the right prices on homes. Uh, sometimes it's not really up to the realtor. The client ultimately decides the price, obviously. But uh, on the whole, I find that homes are going much quicker now. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say like, so if you want, you can look at the the market update uh, that I just recorded for the month of April. Uh, that can be found in one of the corners. 
here. Um, so click that button if you want to link over to, if you're watching YouTube, you want to link over to the market update. We're turning a corner, I guess my point was, and it definitely feels like we're turning that corner now. Um, if you remember back in 2022, this is when the interest rates started to pick up steam and pick up, you know, the the rates. And as a result, the house prices started to to drop. And so we're comparing year over year, we're going to be looking at house prices that are feeling like they're not, they haven't fallen as much versus year over year, but there's a lag, that informational lag uh, to the consumer, right? Um, so it's it's a very interesting time. And, and when you compare year over year versus month over month, there's a lot different, right? So you could kind of make an argument from either point of view, just depending on what data points you're referencing um so no i i full-on agree i you know um you're getting a lot of first-time home buyers coming out now that or at least i am i feel like every other lead again this just seems to slowly be becoming my niche uh <laughs> for whatever reason oh that's that's that i mean that's the that's the biggest segment of people right investors aren't buying investment properties like we talked about last no, week. not this year yeah so, so the, the, the two biggest drivers uh, are the people who are buying entry-level homes. And those are typically investors and first-time homebuyers. So if there's no investors that are out there doing stuff, then it's the first-time homebuyers that are driving the market, right? And you see the number of sales being down as much as it is, as it is that has a lot to do with the investors not coming out. The buyer sentiment overall is picking up, right? People are thinking, okay, well, great. I've been waiting on the sidelines the prices are down. Sure, the rates are higher. The rates will likely, you know, come down a little bit over the next little while. Uh, but the house prices are lower now than they have been in a long time. So let's jump on it. Let's let's get this going because we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, right? So, yeah, yeah, and especially for some of those maybe lower, let's say, price point uh, homes. I'm just gonna say like a 500 and under. Um, because those ones are there's still some very nice ones that are coming i mean we have one it's on johnson street right now probably be gone by the time this airs uh <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know like it's it's a, a really nice place it's under 500 and those are the places that you got to kind of pounce on and i don't mean that just to like hey we have a listing because again by the time you're listening to this it might be gone but if that's what you're looking for you've got to be a little bit more aggressive when you're looking at places that are you know, in that upper six figure range for a price of a home, then maybe there's a little bit more flexibility in time, depending on the, depending on the home, obviously. Yeah. I mean, so I'll, I'll tell you two different scenarios. One is a house that we conditionally sold last night in Rockland. Uh, and we thought, Hey, you know what, this house is worth something like, you know, between six, sorry, between three, six, three fifty and three eighty in that range. Uh, that was the, what the CMA showed. And so we said, you know what? We're going to try what we did last year. This is up to the, the seller's decision. They chose what they want to do. They said, we're going we're gonna to hold offers. We're going to price it really low. We're going to get a lot of people in. We're going to hold offers. And you know what? We're, we're going we're gonna to do something great. And, you know, um, we tried and it didn't work. We did have three offers, but those three offers didn't get us to that price point that sort of made sense. Mm. Uh, Right. And so we repositioned after that. We said, okay, you know what? Obviously, this is not the right strategy for the market that we're in right now. Buyers are not used to paying 
more than 10% above what the list price is, right? And we, we priced it really low to generate a lot of activity. So all we did was we reposition ourselves on the market. We repositioned, we priced it at, you know, 365. And you know what? Uh, a day or two after we had it conditionally sold for, again, it's, it's a conditional sale right now, so we can't get into it. But certainly more than we saw when when we were when we had it listed uh, and we at a, a 300 price point and had three offers for it so you know there's there's a lot to be said about pricing uh properties properly and and like you said if you've got a good priced property whether it's a townhouse or whatever it is it sells quickly right buyers buyers are acting quickly if they think yeah okay this is a good deal because there isn't a lot of inventory, right? They've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Something comes out, they'll jump on it quick. So, Yeah. Yeah. And same thing. I mean, if you're in that sort of in-between, maybe you don't have to necessarily jump on something right away. But uh, I can tell you, like, I've got clients who at first we were really taking our time because they're also maybe not in as much of a hurry, but I think just the way that things are going now from the time we first started sort of poking around at things and they see it's like, oh, we really like that place, but we're going to take some time to think about it. All right, well, it's sold now. And that's just what happens, right? Like when you're not in that mindset of like, we're actively ready to make offers on homes and you're like, yeah, you know what? I think we might be ready and then it's gone. Uh, so there is a lot of that happening for any sort of home that's got some that's priced accordingly. So for whatever it is, right? So um, we're getting a little bit back there. I know there's like multiple offers going back on. Um, it's still not necessarily as crazy as like 14 to 20 for, you know, a dilapidated uh, townhome that's run by mice <laughs> just we won't go we won't go yeah. it's like stomping up and down the halls uh yeah man I, i'd say anything in that sort of uh the fir the first time home buyer price range in ottawa seems to be somewhere in the sixes six to seven hundred give or take you know 650 ish there seems to be a lot of activity and that's where you're finding a lot of those townhouses right yeah. especially the ones that are pretty or or an older single so we had a, another sale that we just did last night uh it sold firm we didn't even put it on the market we just put out a uh sort of a blast to everybody saying hey we've got this property uh it's off market it's what we call a pocket listing and uh sent, sent it out to all the realtors who were looking put it on the knocked website all that sort of thing and we had three groups come through and look at it and um two offers and we had a, a competing offers on an off-market property i don't think i've ever been a part of that uh, and i think a lot of it had to do with how we priced it i think we priced it right on right we priced yeah. it at six six seventy nine nine um which you know for a three-bedroom single in hunt club area that's a great deal right there were some challenges to overcome with the house like there always is but in this particular instance um, you know, the both of the buyers uh, were excited to not have to wait for the house to go to market and the sellers were happy to not have to go to market as well. So it worked out that, you know, we were able to generate these multiple offers and and 
the multiple offers generated a higher selling price for the seller. So, you know, instead of selling for list price, which is what you'd expect if you've got one offer for an off-market property, it sold for, I think we were listed for 680, it sold over 700, right? Yeah. Just because there's that that demand and the desire and someone says, well, I don't want to miss out on it. I don't want to lose out on it. If we were on the open market, might it have been, I don't know, 710, 720? I don't know, I'm no, no clue. But I, I don't know if we would have got a lot more for it. Like I said, this was really exciting for me because I've never been involved with a with a sale of a property in multiple offers before it goes to market. We didn't even put a sign in the front yard. Like none of the yeah. neighbors even know that the house was for sale, you know? Uh, and, and, and about a month or maybe a month and a half ago, these folks got an offer from a neighbor saying, oh, hey, I'll buy it from you for 600. Don't have to yeah. do it. They were, they were considering it. Right? So, so the idea of, of it just being done, I think, was really, really great for these sellers. And of course, we did everything we could to insulate them and protect them and, and you know, generate the highest sale price that we could. So it's a uh, buyers savvy buyers are 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 quick to jump at things. I think that's that's the, the, the change. Right. The buyer sentiment is improving, whereas at the end of last year it was just dropping off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was uh, a bit of a crapshoot sometimes, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I think, I think it's just going to keep going. I think the you know we're getting back into like steady Ottawa real estate again. Um, so yeah, I think you're going to have some prices, some homes that are higher end. Let's just say uh, whatever you want to call that, that are going to. Maybe be on the market slightly longer, but just have that higher price point. Uh, and then you're going to have some multiple offers on things like townhomes and uh, and condos and things like that, too. So I think it's just leveling out and it's kind of nice. And I think it's putting a little bit of uh, some of the buyers at ease that, you know, this might actually be a good time because you're not competing with investors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not competing with, like you said, you're not competing with 14 people, and the prices aren't going for astronomical over asking, right? Often, yeah. you're in in multiple offers. Uh, a, a good over asking price is like 10 or 20 grand. Yeah. You know, and, so, and sometimes it's only you know a thousand bucks or five thousand or six thousand bucks, right? Not crazy, crazy. So it's uh, it is it is an easier time to buy. It's a lot less. Um, frantic i think yeah um yeah and, and you're right there's different segments there's different price points and there's different activity in different levels we're like we're average sort of people like we're not selling eight million dollar properties we're kind of just working with the average people who are buying the average price houses you know just regular you know houses for the most part um but we do get into working with some people who are in the you know one point one point something up to 1.5 sort of thing. Those are the, the move up buyers who are moving into their forever house. Um, but for the most part, it's sort of middling away in the, in the, um, you know, six, $700,000 range. And that's where there's a lot of, uh, a lot of double income families who are buying their, their house. That's, that's sort of the price range, right? You get one person who works in the government, another person who works, you know, maybe in the private sector. And, and that's, that's what they're able to afford. That's what, 
people's income uh, justifies in terms of a price. And that's sort of where the average price of a house is in Ottawa. And there's going to be a lot of people who's, who, who jump on the three people who listen to this podcast, maybe one of them will jump on and, and make a comment about how, you know, $600,000 to $700,000 is, is so outlandish and unaffordable. And, you know, Ottawa's crazy priced high. And, you know, it's, it's, it's based on the income of, you know, the average family income in Ottawa is what, 120 grand? 120 grand buys you about a six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollar house. So it's it's average. You know, there's there's a whole other segment of people who, you know, it's a whole other conversation about uh, having housing. Um, but that's that's average, right? regular old people. Yep. Speaking of average, we're gonna take a quick break and take a look at one of our videos. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that was a good segue. Well yeah, right. There we go. Nailed it. Uh like, subscribe, and share. We'll take a quick break and be right back on the Real Collective. This episode of the Real Collective Podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best in class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back to the second half, everybody. We appreciate you sticking around. And if you have, please like, subscribe, and share the channel on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, Costco. Uh, Jumping into the second half, thought we would talk briefly, um, just a little bit of a quicker second half, and talk about maybe some case studies or uh, homes that we've been going through lately like in the last month or so that uh sort of fit what we're kind of talking about right now yeah um i had some clients that uh moving here from out of town and some of it was a remote one of them was in town for a showing trip and we ended up finding the right places and a lot of it just has to do with communication beforehand find out what you're looking for and so for them it was quite lucky uh i guess but uh they found the first house and uh not the first house but the first house they offered on and they were all set after that we did the we went through the negotiations and everything went well and uh they have their new place they move in later this summer but everything is taken care of and that uh process of going through it i mean i find like a lot of the time right now what i'm seeing is you'll see a home that's like it's listed and then it's like okay well it goes for 10k under 10k under and it's almost like clockwork and i'm like well some of these homes are sitting there a long time though or they were uh so maybe that's not the case and some of them are still in neighborhoods where nothing's moving and a lot of that has to do with conversations so the back and forth was uh um i had a realtor ask me if i knew what was going on in carlton place 
and uh, no, no, actually, no, it wasn't even that. It was um, so out here in Carlton Place, it's like this, and I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's what? Where, where and it you, caught them off guard. Where Where do you live? Uh, Carlton Place. Oddly enough, yes. Okay. okay. So not only do I have a market snapshot of my immediate neighborhood, I have one for all of Carlton Place, and I take a look at them daily. So <laughs> I kind of know what's going on. Uh, and I said the last one sold for this and this and this and that one was a hundred thousand less and it had this. Uh, there was a detached home that sold for this and it was just like, yeah. Um, and one of them it 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 ended up being fine, but at one point, you know, you get asked, "Can your clients even afford this house?" <laughs> and I'm just, which is like, yeah, can your clients price it properly? Uh, it wasn't really that, but it was just like. Yes, they can afford it, but I said, I'm also not going to let them overpay for it. And so sure enough, I mean, you know, you go back and forth a few times, obviously, but they end up saving more money that way than the average person does in the market. Uh, it's one of my strong suits is having people pay less for a home. So, yeah, I'm working for you. Um, but at the end of the day, like that was this one. Uh, I have another conditional sale that. Again, I can't really talk about specifics of it until it's firm. Uh, so next week, I'll tell you. Where, uh, where's Where's that one? Uh, that's in Carlton Place. Oh, so it's almost like, you know, the Carlton Place neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, go figure. Or just how to negotiate. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was just, you know, uh, I do think, though, there's a lot of realtors that are doing a great job of communicating and working together and uh, helping facilitate a sale and saying, like, what can we do to make this work? Um, so that's really refreshing to see. Uh, that's really been my experience lately is just, uh, yeah, more open minded realtors, both listing and uh, sales side. Well, there's 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 certainly something to be said about having some some local expertise, some some you know some market knowledge about your 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 close area. I've got um, transaction that I've got conditional right now is uh, is is in you know an adjacent neighborhood to mine, and same thing. Like we were able to negotiate a, a great price off the listing price, um, and it, it was only on the market for about you know I think three or four days before we submitted an offer. So it was, it was listed as a lot uh, and it didn't sell as a lot. And then it got listed as a house. And we saw it sort of the first day that it was available for showings on the Monday. And I think by Wednesday, either it was Wednesday or Thursday, we had, we had tied it up with a conditional offer. Um, and, you know, my clients were, were, were happy about it. And we, it's funny because I, I told them exactly what would happen in terms of the nego negotiations, what we would offer, what we would get back, what we would counter offer and what we would land at. And what we landed at was exactly the number that we landed at. So it's, it's neat to be able to say, Hey, here's what's going to happen. Um, and, and, and for that to actually happen. So that was a good, um, a good scenario. And then we went through, we're, we're going through, we've completed our due diligence. Now we just have to send in the final piece of paper saying, yep, yeah, we're good to go. Um, so that's good. But you mentioned people with uh, house hunting trips, and I've had uh, two different groups actually reach out about, hey, you know what, we're we're moving back to Ottawa, or you know, we were, you know, we're, we're being posted to Ottawa, whatever it is. And I think one thing that is really important is doing that buyer intake, that buyer consultation, uh, to 
to make sure that when people are shopping, they get here and they hit the ground running. And a lot of the times we'll set up a search for you so that, you know, when you're coming here, what you're getting and what your money buys, and that you're not sort of like hitting the ground, you're just getting here and being in the dark, you're hitting the ground running a lot of the times when you're, when you're shopping. And that's because the, we take the time via zoom a lot of the times, right. To go through all of this stuff in advance to set you up for a win when you, when you do get here. So, you know, I think that's a, that's a big thing. And this time of year, we do see a lot of people transplanting. And I think that's another, another segment of the market where people are moving from wherever they are to over here. And that's one of the, one of the strong pushes for Ottawa uh, this time of year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's pretty prevalent. Um, I just had another meeting, same thing, past clients, same thing. Uh, last two clients actually same thing so like almost everybody is coming from out of town recently it seems um so there is definitely like a a big still a big uh market of that and so for people who live here and wonder why housing prices are still crazy it's because housing prices are crazier in other other areas you know you're the whole gta you know, Oshawa to Hamilton is nuts. And then you're like, okay, well, what's the other option? Oh, wow. That one is $400,000 less because it's in Ottawa. Yeah. Let's go there. Like it's, it's almost a no brainer for a lot of people. So Ottawa's Ottawa's still a really good value. People who are coming here from, I mean, we don't need to get on this podcast and explain why Ottawa is so great, but the, the green space and, 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 and all of that stuff. Right. And, and the safety of the, of the city, everything about Ottawa, people who are coming here from around, not just around the, the province, but around the world. Right. And saying like, Oh my goodness, I didn't realize how great this city was. And we're, we live here. Right. So we know it, we get it. But um, yeah. And, and, and one of the great things about, our little group is that we do have agents who are sort of, you know, scattered around, around the, around the city. So we know the different pockets and the different areas really well, you know, whether you're looking in Carleton place or whether you're looking in Orleans or whether you're looking in Nepean or whatever, right. We've got a lot of intimate market knowledge. Um, and it goes a long way. I think, you know, in, in, Hey, look, don't, don't buy this house. You know, the, the place next door was a, uh, crack house for for 50 years you know <laughs> 50 years oh the old 50 year crack house <laughs> or biker biker hangout or whatever it was right i mean yeah. you, you get to know these things and you you it it helps our clients right yep absolutely um so yeah i mean i don't know if uh i, I don't know if i want to beat a dead horse over it but i i think there's a lot of things that um we can still talk about uh so i think depending on where you are as a buyer in ottawa uh and also a seller but let's just say where you are as a buyer it's going to affect you differently um and as a seller too obviously like you know if you have a certain type of house it's all coming down to how quickly you need to buy or how quickly you need to sell and that's going to give you a little bit of that leeway to kind of figure out what you want to do and that's where we come in and we figure out the game plan for you take that stress away so absolutely the right move in today's market is to when you're selling is to get really precise about the value of your home list it for that value or like 99 or 98 percent of that value and you'll you'll get the 
action and the activity, right? And, and, and that's what we're here for is to help you figure out exactly what that fair market value is for your home before you list it, not have to rely on the market to say, oh, well, we think it's this, but let's test the market first, right? It's, it's, it's the most important decision you're going to make when you're selling your house is, is, is positioning it properly on the market. So, yeah. And if you do want to talk to Sean or I about that, our Calendly links are below. So uh, if you want to get right down to the accuracy of it, there it is. Um, we'll wrap things up here. Again, like, subscribe, and share. Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, all that kind of good stuff. Um, we have the Real Collective Podcast every week. So go into the back catalog and just have yourself a day. Just have yourself a day. You, uh, you, I, wonder, I wonder how much is in that back catalog. You've got seven seasons, 13 episodes per season, uh, half an hour at least per episode. There's some there's some content there. Yeah, that's uh that's some content for sure. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Gotta do the math on it now. Yeah. Uh so yeah, all of our stuff is there. Reach out to us, happy to answer questions for you. Uh put it in the comments. We'll get back to you on that as well. Uh so we'll wrap things up here. I'm Brendan McKeegan. This is Sean Tassey. Until the next one, keep it real. Collective. 39 hours of content at minimum. There you have it. All work week. <laughs>